Wrestling Informant 24-7. WrestlingInformant.com Boom, we are live. Wrestling Informant Radio, WrestlingInformant.com, WrestlingInformant247.com. How's it going, everybody? My name is Gary Cantrell, joined as always by the awesome Chris McManamy. How you doing, sir? Hello, sir. Hope you're feeling better. I'm feeling much better. I want to thank you so much for, uh, you know, being so kind to take the reins last week uh, in my absence. I do, I do appreciate that. Oh man, I was I was more than happy to. We had a great show last week. I know you you handled the reins quite well. I want to welcome everybody listening live at WrestlingInformant247.com, and I want to welcome all of you guys on Periscope. How's it going? Uh, welcome everybody live. We're uh, we're very happy to be here. Um, and we're gonna get to the news. A lot of news here. We're gonna get to. Uh, but first, Amazon, WrestlingInformant.com slash Amazon. You always shop at Amazon. I shop at Amazon. Chris shops at yes. Amazon. All you guys time. know the deal. I don't need to sit here and lecture you about shopping with our link. Just buy some stuff, please. Help us out. We're broke. All right. Hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> A couple of broke-ass marks. That's it. You got it. You got that right. All right. Let's talk about, obviously, the biggest news of the week, the biggest uh, news story that broke on Friday. Rowdy Roddy Piper dead at, uh, you know, age, what was it, 65? Uh, something like that, 63, yeah. 63, 65. I've got it in front of me here somewhere on one of my six screens here. So many screens. Jesus Christ. Anyway, oh, 61. Thank you to uh, you folks in the uh, Periscope. That's why I like Periscope, because they can immediately correct me when I say something wrong. Oh, I love it. Me. We're getting corrected right away. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, but no, it's very sad to uh, see Roddy Piper go. It is. Absolutely. It is. It, it's, it's just been a, it's, it's been a rough, uh, rough go of it with Dusty going and Piper going. And there was somebody in the end. Long live the hot rod, this guy says here in the chat. And greetings from Mexico. Welcome. Yeah, very, very sad, man. I, I, I'll tell you what, man. I mean, Roddy Piper's been around forever. Yep. I, I've kind of, wrestling's always been a part of my life. Ever since uh, 1987, give or take, it's about five years old, and it's kind of in and out for me. But I didn't start heavily watching. Hey, uh, Long Island, what's up? <laughs> there you go, right there on the Periscope. Um, I didn't start watching very closely until 1991. Okay, so for me. You know, I was kind of exposed to him when he was he was on commentary for a little while. And then uh, my big thing that I remember was the Royal Rumble 92 where he had the Intercontinental title match with the Mountie. Remember that? Oh, yeah. What's up, no, Georgia? What's going on, Georgia? Welcome. Um, I remember that very well. And then, of course, the match with Bret Hart. And, folks, trust me. Look, I know he's done a lot of cool stuff long before this. I remember the 80s, the, the Piper's Pit. Uh, greetings from El Salvador. First time tuning in. Thank you oh, so nice. much. We do appreciate that. Thank you very much, Biggie. Um, I don't know if that's Biggie Smalls or what, but it's Biggie something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I re so I remember Roddy Roddy Piper mainly from the early 90s. That's just me as a young kid. What I remember, it's up South Carolina. It's up Chase. Giving the shout outs. They're all coming in here like a waterfall. Smash them hearts, by the way, there on the Periscope. Yep. And also down on the lower right on your Periscope, you see the little Periscope buddy? Click that. Share it on Twitter. Share it on Periscope. Let's get some more people in here. There you go. There you go. That works. What, what, what's your earliest memory of, of the hot rod? Oh, man. I'd have to, oh, gosh, it'd have to be back around the same time. Because obviously we're from that same generation. So a lot of the memories run parallel. So I'd, I'd, I'd have to say the early 90s. When he was fighting for the Intercontinental title, those were my biggest memories. Oh yeah, man! That that match with Bret Hart, WrestleMania Eight, oh, the Hoosier yeah. Dome, Indianapolis, yeah. Indiana. Are you kidding me? Oh man, what a match! Then I remember, uh, I remember him coming back in what was it, '94? He had that feud with um, with Jerry Lawler. They fought at the King of the Ring in Baltimore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't go to that event. I mean, at the time I was a kid, I still hadn't been to an event yet. Not until '95, but man, that was awesome. And then uh, he had the match with uh, Goldust in 96. Oh, yeah, WrestleMania. That was, what, WrestleMania 11? 
Uh, 12, 12. That was the one in Anaheim. That's right, yeah, because they had the car, and that was about the same time as the OJ thing, and they did the white Bronco, and... Oh yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember that whole thing. Yep, the gold was a gold Cadillac. Yes, that's right. They had the backlot the brawl, yep, the Hollywood backlot back brawl. Yep. I remember that. And, yeah, that uh, that was awesome. Oh God, yeah. So so many cool memories of the hot rod man. And let me tell you something. This guy is so unique. There never, there's never going to be another one like him. And I'm not the first to say that. It's not like I just invented that. Like I made this gigantic revelation, but. My no, God, man, no one can ever replace Roddy Piper. No one. Nope. He's such a unique individual and connected with the fans as a heel most of the times. Oh, and don't forget his oh, it was WrestleMania five with uh, Morton Downey Jr. This is my apartment, uh, James. Thank you. It's not, <laughs> not my parents. House. I pay rent in this place. It's mine. Well, it's not mine. I rent it. That's uh, Casa de Cantrell. That's what that is. <laughs> there you go. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Oh, I was talking about uh, was a WrestleMania four or five when he was in the did the Piper's Pit with uh, Morton Downey Jr. Ah, yes, yes, that was in. Uh, well, they build it as Trump Plaza, but it was really Boardwalk Hall yeah. up there in Atlantic City. You know, uh, just a sidebar because you know how I am with sidebars. I remember uh, going to that place about three or four years ago, and it was closed down. I mean, it was closed for the night or whatever. I think they still run events there. But I just remember like seeing Trump Plaza for the first time, and I like, I initially the first thing I think of is, oh my God, Hogan and Macho Man WrestleMania Five. It's the first thought in my mind. The mega powers explode. Right. I had to stay at this hotel specifically because these wrestlers may have stayed there when they fought at the Boardwalk Hall, which has nothing to do with <laughs> Trump Plaza. Uh, <laughs> and we and we tried to sneak in, and, uh, and and we couldn't get in there. I I just wanted to like walk around and check it out, just to kind of mark out a little bit and. Yeah, yeah they, they weren't letting anybody in, so. Of course not. No, not not even for a guy like me who had traveled four hours to Atlantic it, City. It's, it's a, lot, a lot different now with WrestleMania access and, you, and then social media. No, they were all, back then, you weren't getting to anybody. Yeah, no. You were, you were getting to nobody. And they weren't letting me in the building. I was just nope. like, man, come on, guys. Denied. So, it's... Uh, it, it is still real to me, James. Thank you. Damn it. Uh, sir, it, it is very it is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, it's so real. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Tell that to the people that were complaining on Twitter um, this weekend when Dana White, oh, man. man. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, my God. God. Oh, man. That was insane. Look, I'm I'm a wrestling fan. God damn, my hat is crooked. Sorry, guys. Um, I'm, I'm a wrestling fan. Don't get me wrong, but Dana White just saying it's fake. Like that doesn't bother me. Like I'm not like offended that Dana White, no. uh, you know, said that. I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of petty for him to say that, but I think mean, it, it, it seems, it seems like it's the easy thing to say. Yeah. Everybody says that. I, well, I just, everybody does. I think he just knew that, you know, it's probably somebody was tweeting him about it. I think and, that's what, I think that's what triggered it. Some fan. Cause I think, uh, he was talking about, he mentioned something about ordering a pay-per-view and there was uh, somebody on Twitter had said, I'm not paying for that or something. And right. I think it just kind of escalated from there. Uh, sidebar, Biggie here mentions the Stone Cold Roddy Piper, Piper's Pit. That was WrestleMania 21 in LA yeah. at the Stable Center. Yep. That was awesome. Oh yeah. I need to go back and watch it after the show because you mentioned that. Thank you. I need to mark that down to watch that. Yeah, he said something, and and yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of petty for him to say, but you know, like I think I think it's part like trolling, like he knows if he uh -huh. says it, he's gonna get a bunch of people riled up. It's like who the hell really cares? Like we watch wrestling, like people listening to the show, we watch it, and and we're fine with it. Like we don't need to be offended that Dana right. White thinks it's phone. I mean, who cares we, at the end of the day? Bottom line, we are entertained by it. We yeah. are fans of we are fans of it. It's fun. It's fun to watch. It, it's entertainment. I get it. I know I, that. I like them both. I mean, look, I, yeah. I you know, I'm not, I'm not going to come on here any week and, and get into like an MMA lecture for any reason. I'm not even that like uh -huh. deep into. I'm, I'm very as casual as it comes when it comes to UFC. I mean, I like it. I watch it, but I, you know, I just, I'm not offended like so many people no. were that Dana White said that. Like it didn't hurt my feelings. Sorry, no, I, guys. The, the, the backlash was more interesting, especially. <laughs> From wrestlers that caught wind of it. Don't do that, James. Don't report this broadcast, please. Unless, no, unless you're reporting it to your friends. There you go. Right, unless, unless you've <laughs> shared it with the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I look. I. 
Yeah, I, ju- I just don't think that there's any reason to be offended by it. Look at these hearts. My God, they're just flowing in. Those are like some chocolate hearts right there, like some <laughs> Hershey Kisses, which is something a big guy like me appreciates. Um, I got to tell you, um, this show, though, th- this UFC, the only thing I'll say about it is, is Ronda is amazing. Oh, oh yeah. And this is just going to be an echo of what I've said a million times already. But WWE has got to find someone that can be a Ronda Rousey type and and roll with it. If they don't get Ronda herself in a few years when she's coming down off the wrestling thing, they need to to find a way to, to channel that into the women's division. You, you like? See, I, I I I transferred it into a wrestling topic. Okay, you like that? It's a smooth transition, yeah. Chris. Because no, I, I watch this Divas Revolution thing, and I'm so happy. For the uh, the Charlottes and the uh, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch's, I'm so excited for them to be on the main roster, and I think that's awesome. But what the hell is really is a Divas Revolution? Like what 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 is the revolution? They called up a couple of people to the main roster, like they're amazing, and we're getting cool matches. But what is the revolution about? Like they, I feel like they're from a storyline perspective, from the internal logic of the company, they're just not telling us what this revolution is all about. They're just telling us how awesome it is. Yeah. But they're not really showing us. I, I don't get it. Well, what I think it is, obviously it's a way to trend to try to maybe get more people watching the product. It's, it's a hashtag. It's a, buzz, it's a hashtag. It's a buzzword. Yeah. It's, I, I don't you know, like that. For business. I don't like that, man. I, I like, I like the divas. I like the wrestling. I think it's fantastic. And I hope they continue with it. And I hope these these girls that get called up that they're gonna make the most of the time on the main roster. That's the thing. It's a Virginia accent, James. Thank you. I, I've never been told I have an accent, by the way. I never noticed an accent. Well, I noticed your dumb Midwestern accent. Well, it's because I'm a cool brother, you know. You're not cool. There's nothing about you that's cool. Come on, man. Like I just want Michael Cole to say Chris McManamy is not cool, so that automatically makes you not cool. <laughs> Serious? Uh, you want if that happened, that would that would just blow up Twitter. There you go. I would I would love it. <laughs> um, but I I just I, I just want to see more uh more from this. Like, tell us why it's a re- you know show us why it's a revolution. You know, uh, have them headlining a Raw one one week. That'll be a revolution right there. Right. They they need that one because obviously Ronda Rousey is is a megastar. They, they need, need they, they need to get behind one. 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 They need to rally behind one megastar. Right now, it's three groups of girls. That's all it is. That's all. It's three groups of girls. Divas, Queen of the Ring. There, you, you can do a Queen of the Ring on the network. Maybe you yeah. can make it mean more since they're putting emphasis on the divas. Right, and they they can cram that total divas crap down there too. <laughs> total. That's divas what they do. <laughs> yeah, all the total divas crap. Yeah. Well, look, it, it, it's something to where they need to get these these three groups of girls away and, and focus on one. Elevate one. Is get it Paige? One. Is it Sasha? Who the hell is it? Is it Bailey? Are they going to bring Goofy Bailey up here? That'd be awesome. I, I think if they did pick somebody, it would be Charlotte. They could do that. I mean, she could be, you know. Logically, logically I mean, that would make the most sense. But is she is she a does she fit that badass Ronda Rousey type style though? She could, yeah. And I'm not and I'm not saying that it has to be the exact template. No, she could. I mean, she, she could easily flip a switch and just dominate everybody. She's super athletic. She's got the name. She's got the legacy, and that could that could help. I'm not saying totally rely on that, but she's got the athletic skills and can do something like that. Yeah, I, I agree. She can play the I'm better than you. And just and then backs it up. Yeah, do that's, something. That's what, she, that's what she did for a while in NXT. <laughs> I'm not even gonna read that, James. Good try though, buddy. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's hey, awesome. we keep it PG here, Mr. James J. Yeah, if you want the uncensored stuff, you got to come back tomorrow for the shoot. Un- unfortunately, you know, you came on the wrong night, really, because these off the wall comments would fit in perfectly with the shoot tomorrow. But oh yeah, I don't want to drive away viewers, so keep on sticking around. Um. I got to tell you what, though, man, I it just um, Charlotte could be the one. But is there somebody else that could be? Uh, do they have anybody else that's uh, down in Florida, perhaps, that could be that person? 
Do they have somebody already on the roster? I look at a girl like Naomi. She's a badass. I like what she does, man. I mean, they kind of position her like she's a badass a little bit. Yeah. Well, they're doing that with Sasha Banks, too. Well, they're all bad, B-A-D. Well, I, I get that, but I mean... Thanks I, for tuning it, in, James. Come by take tomorrow. Care. Take care, sir. Take care. There you go. I mean, if, if anybody in that group could be elevated, I think if you had to pick any one of those three, I would pick Sasha Banks. Well, certainly, but I... I she's, she's flashy. She knows she's... she know, Obviously, she's got the NXT women's title, and she knows she's better than everybody. There's more to do with uh, with Naomi, though. I'm not trying to like harp on the Naomi, but I'm telling you, there's more they can do with her. Oh yeah, I really like her a lot. Um, you know, uh, I'm I'm a fan. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of many of those gals. They just I I think the biggest problem is how they position these girls. Is ultimately how I mean how how you storytell. And how you position them on the card uh, will will tell you everything you need to know. This guy right here on the Periscope, uh, Joe Carter nine seven five says Naomi needs a belt. I agree. Why not? You could make her about. I'm not saying she's Ronda Rousey, but you could make her something like that. You know, badass. She could be beating some bitches up. Boom. I think that's what they need because we've seen that template work, and not not just MMA. We've seen where you get the badass that just monster run. They can do it in the women's. They can do it in the women's. Could event. it be Paige? Paige could be the one. She, it could be. You know, I mean, my God, I can't stand to listen to her talk on the network for an hour with Stone oh Cold. My God, but, oh, that was annoying. It's not <laughs> even. It, I mean, the stories were cool. It's oh, just, yeah. it's just like the European. Like they talk kind of fast, and they, maybe not all of them, but oh, like she, she talks like she's like she a, mi- a, a million miles a minute. I mean, she's. I cannot keep up with that. And uh, Austin was trying to slow her down and trying to wrangle, you know, trying to wrangle her in. Like, come on, slow down. I could yeah. tell he was trying to just stop and inter- some forceful interruptions to try to tell some of these stories. Yeah, definitely not the perfect dance partner for Stone Cold because he's trying uh, to like break it down, and she's like, really fast. Yeah, because he had somebody like Vince or Paul Heyman to slow it down, tell the stories, they back and forth. They had that good rapport, obviously, because they all have history. You get somebody new like that, and it's just it's hard to gauge because obviously he's from a you got that generation gap too. Yeah, I mean she's she's so young. She's twenty two, twenty three. I mean she's yeah, she's young, man. I mean yeah, we got ten God. years on her easily. Yeah, that's how crazy is that. But she's been in the business forever, right? I I love those stories about when her her mom was pregnant and took a bump and yeah, that was wild, man. That was insane. I watched I watched the interview yesterday, but I, it, it was still a little bit hard to keep up with her because she's just like all it's over the tough. road. Oh yeah, she was she was like hundred miles an hour. Yeah. So to kind of wrap it up, I mean, I look, I look at like what what they did with Ronda Rousey on the paper. Every pay per view she's on, she's a headliner. Yep. If they could find the right girl, position her correctly, make her a badass. Um, you you could at one point. And this is all in how you, the perception to the audience and how, how you treat these person. You can't have them losing all the time or, you know, even Stevens one week off, one week on, one week off. If you position it correctly, you could main event one day with a woman. I'm, I'm not kidding. It, yeah, it is pot. It is very possible to have the women headline a raw or a pay-per-view or something like that or anything else. It is possible. Yeah, it's all it's all in how you position it and how yeah. how you tell the story, make sure everything makes sense. It's all got a you know one, uh, one logic, and you just follow it. Internal logic, you follow it, and you just hit a home run. Bam! Main event with Naomi, Joe Carter. You might be onto something, pal. I'm telling you, I'm um, totally wrong. Yeah. I'm totally wrong. And, and of course, that also depends on who you put her with too. Yeah, that's yeah. You got to have uh, the right dance partner. I mean, look, yeah. Austin and Rock. Hogan and Macho Man. I mean, you can you the names can go on and on, but that's yep. you got to watch out for that stuff. So he he uh, Joe thinks Paige Paige and Naomi. You could do that. You could definitely uh, do that. I, I could see that. It's got to tell the right story, and and I think that's a it's a main event one day if you if you position it correctly. But I mean, it's not something you can just do in like a month. It has to be built up over two or three or four months. Oh yeah, and, that, and that's you the way, something you 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 you. Start it maybe at like a uh, you start on Raw and then you tease it a little bit at one of the one of the lesser uh, events. 
Yeah. And, and then you throw it in like a SummerSlam or Royal Rumble or something like that, or so, you know, one of the big four. Yeah. Uh, big, Biggie just mentioned the Tough Enough girls. That's uh, have you have you watched this Tough Enough? I'm glad he brought that up because <laughs> honestly, no, I haven't. I have tuned out of Tough Enough. I I have just gotten caught up with the Tough Enough as I mentioned before. My cable is back in the house again. Congratulations on that. I I, I got a hell of a deal. Uh, an offer I could not refuse, sir. Um, but I've been watching this tough enough very closely and I got to tell you, man, this is, uh, this is like a whole different animal. This show. I don't, I don't know how I feel about this format. This kind of live mixed with tape, American idol, the voice kind of deal. I I don't know. Yeah. I'm still, I was not a fan of that when I started it and that just kind of turned me off of the whole thing. The girls that they have right now, I don't know about these gals. I'm just going to put that out there right now. Uh, I mean, we're seeing these gals in the very early stages of their career. My God, look at these hearts flowing. Keep yeah, them hearts flowing, in. buddy. I'm watching them right now. They're just coming in. It's, it's, they call it the heart attack. I know. Mash them. If you guys run these hearts for the next uh, half an hour, I won't do another plug. How about that? Uh, there's a deal to make <laughs> well, here's another tip too if you i think if you get up to you can't go any higher than i think was it 200 hearts new york in the house what's up uh what, what's that i think if you if you go higher than so many hearts i think if you had, i don't know if it's like 200 maybe it's 500 hearts you actually have to exit out of per, out of the periscope and then come back in that's weird because there's a limit on the number of hearts you can send oh jesus christ it's all work, man. It's all work. Just like it's tough enough. It's all work. <laughs> it is. It, re- it really is. Uh, but these girls, I, I'm i not seeing anybody that stands out per se right now. I mean, they all just kind of look like average, basic women. I'm not seeing one that's like jumping out to me on the Tough Enough show. Uh, Sasha Banks. Awesome. Good good suggestion there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Boss. And then let's get into the guys, man. I mean, uh, they, <laughs> who's the, this ZZ guy? I guess they're really people are loving him. You just had to ask about him. I I did because I'm I'm seeing it on Twitter. Everybody's all about ZZ, and I saw him for like the first couple episodes. I didn't think he was that good. I I think they should just rename him to like a bunch of Z's. Like he puts me to sleep. Yeah. I mean, look the. Um, Hey, I'm fat, Joe Carter, by the way. ZZ's fat. I'm fat. I don't know. I might have a few pounds on ZZ. I'm just going to throw that out there. But uh, this whole shtick of, uh, <laughs> hey, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll point it out too, by the way. I'm not afraid. Um, ZZ, this this whole shtick, like every week he has to mention like, oh, I left my hometown, man. I had to, I had to come up, you know had to come up from my hometown, man, to come up Jeez. here to toughen up. I left everything, man. I left my home. I left gator fighting, man, and blah, blah, blah. Every week, he mentions so nothing new. He mentions dropping, leaving the gators, leaving his hometown. Like, you hear that two or three times every single episode. And I'm like, we heard you. <laughs> we got it. Uh, give us it's, something new. It's almost like the raw stuff, like when they replay the same thing all night long. It's like yeah, for people you, just tuning in. Yeah. The only people left watching Tough Enough, which is under, which dropped below a million by the way this week. Uh, the only people left watching Tough Enough are the same people that have been watching every week. We know you left your hometown. Quite frankly, we really don't care. Just do something that uh, catches our eye. How about that? Didn't everybody there leave their hometown? I believe so. So what's his Everybody claim? Did, so that's not even unique. He's kind of young, though, I guess. I think he's like 19 or 20. He's like really young. Yeah, he's a kid. Yeah, he is. Hey, the punk kid. Damn kids. Causing a bunch of trouble. 18. 18, Biggie says. Wow, 18. Causing a ruckus. Man, he just barely made it, didn't he? Oh, Jesus. barely. Yeah, man. When I left my hometown, I, I had to, I had the rest of the Gators, man. I had to left up. my hometown. Shut up. I know. <laughs> Shut up. I know. It's enough we get Michael Cole and JBL on Mondays. Uh, I I thought I thought them uh, you know leaving uh, or uh, eliminating Mata that was kind of crazy. I mean, yeah, he's a bigger, jacked up guy, but a lot better than ZZ. But it, again, it's a work. It's all a work. Oh, I, I don't even know yeah, if the voting is legit. I doubt it. It's probably you know it's the same voting system they use on Raw whenever they say you can vote for your favorite. 
vote for the stipulation. Yeah. And, and it's like, the same deal. Yeah. I, I seriously doubt that they're really tabulating all the votes that accurately. And they're saying here in the chat that uh, he's been on other reality shows. There you go. So he's probably some actor. Oh, for some reality show whore. One of those guys. How Can, oh, can you tell me, can someone tell me how you get that gig? <laughs> well, because don't, don't ask me because I don't have a I see these people on these reality shows all the time, and I'm like, that's got to be the coolest gig in the world. Like, seriously, you go on and on and on about the same point throughout the whole show, and you're doing basically the same thing, and you're kind of like hanging out, or you're driving somewhere, or if you're, you know, like me, you're eating something. I mean, just a whole bunch of random stuff that you're doing, and it's just like, um, I mean, man, how do you get that gig? That's got to be like a cushy gig. Seriously. Oh, you know, right. And you know they're getting paid. They're oh, hell paid. yeah. Pay they're me. Crazy paid. If you want to film me with a shirt off on the couch eating some Fritos, bam, sign me up. I'm your guy. No kidding. <laughs> I'll do it. I don't care. That'd be awesome. Be really uh, awesome. Uh, let's see. Biggest Hogan got replaced by the Miz. Oh, yeah. I think somebody was asking uh, what, what was Hogan still on the show. No, Hogan's gone. Uh, Hogan's been erased. He's out of there. Um, he doesn't exist. No, he does not exist. We posted a picture on our Twitter at PW Informant, by the way, that had uh, WrestleMania three. It was the WrestleMania three program cover that had just Andre the Giant on it. <laughs> Looking at nobody. We weren't the first to do that. There were people that that did. Um, oh, there's, there's, there's memes and photos everywhere of people like removing Hogan from the graphic. Yeah, but you know what? Like a lot of those look like crap. I I used a nice. I used a nice oh, program and scrubbed it real nice. I got rid of the Hogan in the picture. Like, it looks clean. It doesn't look like there's, yeah. like, still a hand there or something. Right. I tried to make it nice. I mean, I, yeah. I, I spent a whole five minutes on that. I mean, I'm pretty proud about that. Yep, I caught that in the Periscope. Yeah, we did. There was, Hogan was in the Piper tribute. Ah, yes. Okay, so he was there. So he's not completely gone. Nope, they, they showed a still of uh, the WrestleMania 1 main event. And yet, oh, and there was Piper. a photo. They did not erase him from the photo. It was a still foot, still photograph. And where where did you weigh in on on all that? By the way, I know you did the show solo last week when the news yeah. broke. Where did you Where did you weigh in on all that? Uh, I thought it would give me the short version. You know, I I understood where why WWE did it as a business. Sure, I, I that's that's pretty much where I stand. I I could see why they did it. I may not agree with them just completely erasing Hogan. Like completely erasing it for an existence, I don't agree with that. But I can understand why they cut ties. Of course, yeah. I, they're a publicly traded company; it's a business. They have a reputation. Yada 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 yada. I, yeah, it's that. That's what. That's what I see. I see it as a business, I, and I understand why they did it. And I mean, I don't agree with them completely erasing him from existence. I don't. I don't agree with what he said. I don't. I mean, no. I don't agree with what he said. But I don't like the fact that it came from a private conversation. Yeah, you know, I don't like that at all. Um, I mean, definitely, I'm more bummed out about what he said, obviously. And I understand why the company did what they did. I totally get that. You know, Hogan was like my first guy that I I, I loved, the, you know, growing up as a wrestler. He's like the first wrestler that I loved, you know, big time. He was awesome. Oh, sure. Me too. Um, so for him to say what he said, you know, it's, it's kind of a... It's a real bummer. I wish he would forget how to lose, uh, you know, forget how to use Twitter because uh, he was like <laughs> retweeting all these fake pictures and that was kind of made him look a little bit bad. And uh, yeah, I just. Oh, and he got trolled. He got trolled. Big oh, time. big time. Big time. I'm looking at this. I'm like, at first I had to do a double take. I'm like, wait, why is he retweeting that? And then I'm like, I'm like oh, okay. Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah. I wasn't paying real close attention at first, but then I started because I started seeing all those retweets. I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, this is pretty funny. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I just... It's sad. It is sad. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's a fall it's from sad. grace. Ho- Hulk Hogan. Hulkamania, gone. He's gone. Gone forever. Yeah. But, you know, it's just... I, I don't know. I mean... We we just we would never know this if it didn't come out, uh, you know, from this uh, this this private phone call. Like we'd have no idea what he sounded like. You no know, yeah, but, but then you wonder. They, they target somebody like Hulk Hogan. You wonder what other private conversation because you know there are private conversations going on among the boys. Who kn- who knows whatever what anybody's who saying? Knows? You know exactly exactly who who knows. I almost don't want to know <laughs> because it's it's not meant for public consumption 
Right. I mean, we talked with um, former writer Alex Greenfield. It's one of the first shows we did. Which, by the way, let me let me go ahead and mention that um, the uh, this is the one year anniversary of Wrestling Informant Radio of WrestlingInformant.com. and so yeah, smash your hearts for that one year anniversary. Um, and we had Alex Greenfield on, former writer. He came on like maybe the week or two after. Yeah. Like, God damn, oh, yeah. smash them hearts. There you go. Um, and he mentioned about a lot of racism in WWE. Oh yeah. No, so I remember that. I'd say it's very hypocritical for, uh, you know, you know, for them to remove him, but keep other people around I me mean, look at like Michael PSAs for crying out loud. Oh man. Go back in our archives guys and, and listen to the interview with Alex Greenfield, the former writer. Um, he talked about racism in the WWE because this was right after Del Rio got let go. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it was like almost like what, like a week that week or the week after. Yeah. So we, it was we, very recent. So it's still topical. And he was just talking about some of the, some of the, the terms that the guys, you know, would use different people in power would use talking about people like Ray Mysterio and, mm-hmm. and, uh, Charmel. And cause uh, Alex worked there back in 2005, 2006. So that was kind of his era. And he mentioned a lot about, you know, racism in the WWE. So, um, so for them to do what they did with Hogan and not kind of look at other things going on, I mean, cause you look at like Michael Hayes and I think he left for a little while, but then he came back like, you know, he's right back in the mix. So do they, do they do the same thing with Hogan? Do they say, okay, well, we'll wait a couple of years and then he comes back. Like, where does he land? Somebody asked in the chat. I don't know. I mean, it's, I it's kind of weird. Like I think Hogan, as we know him, you know, in the WWE, and I, I think that's all over with. I, I don't know that he comes back. I really don't. I don't think so either. I think he's probably done. And yes, Vince uh, did use the N word on TV uh, uh, on the pay per view. We pointed that out on our Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you found the video. It's on the. It's still on the. Was it on the WWE Network. Oh yeah, Survivor Series 05. That's right. John Cena's backstage, and uh, Vince asks him, you know, what's good in the hood. It says, yep. "Keep it up, my in." You know, and that was it. Well, and, and it walks right by Booker T. Yeah, and Booker T says, "Tell me, I didn't just say that." Yep. Um, we we took a video of that. I I kind of did like kind of like a smart ass uh, video saying, "Hey WWE, you know, I was looking for some Hogan stuff and I couldn't find that, but I found this." Uh, <laughs> and you know, I I put that video up on our Twitter. It's it's probably uh, a week or two old now, but it shouldn't be too far down. No, you it's, there, it's it. there. It's there. It's, it is there. Um, easy find. It's yeah. easy. So I don't know. I don't know what they do. I mean, I don't know where Hogan ends up, but I I don't think he's gonna like go away forever. That I don't think he'll pop up somewhere. I just don't know where, and I don't know when. But no, I would I would say WrestleMania in Dallas. He's probably not gonna be there for. Yeah, I doubt that. <laughs> not gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a bummer that he had to screw it up because. Uh, uh, no, I I doubt Global Force Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> no, Somebody no. asked in the chat about Global Force. Uh, well, I don't know. You never know for the for the right price. I don't know. Maybe yeah, Jarrett and Hogan. I don't know. Yeah, I I seriously doubt that. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Um, <laughs> did did I did I talk about the week before? I don't know if I talked about it or not. I mean, it's, it's not like a big topic. Like like it's not more than a minute or two. But uh, did I ever mention Trainwreck on the show? John Cena in the train wreck movie? Uh, I don't think so. Oh God. You guys have to go see this. I'll, I'll just, if I did mention, I'm sorry for the people that listen every week. Um, but you guys got to check that out. It's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Hulk, uh, uh, John Cena in that movie and the, and the, uh, the act he plays in that movie is just unreal off the charts. I will say. Okay. Yeah. It's, <laughs> he says a pretty like, weird stuff in that movie <laughs> but he stands out big time so yeah i think i saw a pre i saw something i don't know if it's a trailer or a little clip where he was in it and it was interesting yeah so, well, that, it's very generous with that word interesting lana on total divas question mark i don't know if she's been on there or not i i, actually I have, haven't seen her i have the latest episode on my dvr i just need to watch it yes i watched total divas for those of you guys that are Probably new to the show, new to the podcast. Oh, Gary loves Total Divas. Nat, shut up, Chris. I don't <laughs> love the damn thing. I watch it. 
I watch it on the DVR, ready to watch. I watch it because we do a radio show that has to do with these women oh, and come on. the men that they're surrounded with. I mean, don't don't give me that crap. I <laughs> wink. Yeah, I no. Look, I I watch it. <laughs> yes, uh, Rusev and Lana. I don't know if they're are they married. I know they're together for sure, yeah, but they I, are. Yeah, I I don't think they're married. Okay. I met him one time at, at WrestleMania, and he was absolutely. Um, in character <laughs> i've told the story before but I, yeah he was totally in character but he's he was nice he was cordial even though he's a heel on tv he shook my hand and said thank you you know <laughs> um that was the same that was the same wrestlemania this was the one in new orleans where i met piper i met him one time i got to meet him before he passed i we posted a picture yep. on our That's twitter a, and that's a great picture by the way oh thank you it's it's a little that's bit blurry i was a little disappointed right. in the blurriness but uh but it's still it's the one of the coolest pictures ever. There's a cool, there's a quick backstory to that. Actually, I'll tell you, I'll share it to you very quickly with the, with everybody. So they were, they were at a, um, they, they were, they were doing a legends house. This kind of tells you the, the time. Cause this is before legends house premiere. They had like a legends house set at access and, uh, will sting wrestle at SummerSlam and WrestleMania. I would say WrestleMania, uh, I doubt SummerSlam, but WrestleMania because they only got two weeks left. I don't think they're going to add them now, but uh, WrestleMania they, probably. They, they may do something like towards Survivor Series to tease it at WrestleMania, just like they did last year, perhaps. Um, but anyway, they had this uh, WrestleMania access uh, booth set up. It was Legends House. You go and sit on the couch with uh, Mean Gene Okerlund, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and uh, uh, I think I think Hillbilly Jim was at my. Oh my Oh, that's a party right yeah. there. But Piper was there, but they had to move him out to move Hillbilly Jim in. And I was supposed to meet Piper, but they kept having all this media, like interrupting, like every five minutes at the booth to pull these guys aside to interview them. And I remember getting up on stage. And I remember giving Hacksaw a big ho right in his face. And it was the funniest <laughs> thing. I, literally, I didn't even walk up. I didn't say hello. I just said ho <laughs> right in his face. And he gave me one right back, and then I said, "Hey, man, you know, whatever." And uh, but after I got out of that that area, I got my picture and everything, and then I walked behind there, and I seen Piper standing there. He was talking to somebody. Somebody was interviewing him real quick, and I walked up because I knew he had to. He looked like he had to go. You know, he had to go somewhere, and I just said, "You know, hey, Roddy, Roddy, real real quick, man. You know, could could I get a picture, please? I know you're busy." He's like, "Ah, all right." Oh man! But not not not, not not in like a dickish way, but kind of like a, he was like he was like hamming up the character. He's like, ah, yep. all right, you know, pretending to be annoyed. Coconut over your face. Yeah, exactly. Could be. <laughs> and then so that's when we took the picture, and I shook his hand. I said, "Thank you so much." You know, I I really really have enjoyed you over the years, and he said, "Thank you very much." And that was it. He walked away. It was Beautiful pretty quick. Story. Yeah, it was awesome. So that was my that was my Roddy Piper story. Yes, but uh, there there you go. Uh, let's see here. We got about, oh, about 10 minutes left. And Mark Charles is going to go live after us, not on Periscope, but he'll be on wrestling informant 24, com. So for those of you watching, uh, tune into wrestling informant 24, seven after this show, the legal man, Mark Charles outside interference radio podcast. He's going to be introduced. He's going to be interviewing, um, Wolfie D formerly of the nation of domination, PG 13, Wolfie D. In your opinion, Brock Taker. What about Brock Taker? Who's going to win? Who's going to do what? Is that what you want to know? Uh, I guess. I guess I said that's what they want to know. All right. Uh, oh yes, yes, he says. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, oh, that's a tough one to call. It is. I, I'm fifty fifty on that one. If I if I actually had to put some of my own money on it, I would say probably Taker's going to get his win back. Uh, Wrestling Informant twenty four seven dot com. Wrestling Informant two four seven dot com right after this or you can go to tunein.com tunein radio and uh you can listen to us right from tunein radio but let me just make it really easy for you you probably already follow us on twitter at pw informant there's a link on there check that out it has everything you need um this is this is interesting so brock and brock and undertaker and I know we're going to debate this for weeks to come until this event shows up on our on our television screens, but if I had to put money on it, 
I think I think Taker's going on. I think he just gets his win back. I think so too. Now, what yeah, does that if, do for Brock? Though? That's the question. Pay, it would be Taker. Right. What I mean, but what does it? What does it do for Brock? That's the big question. Because yeah, like, yeah, it's like how do you, how mean, do you do that? Ugh, you know? I don't know. That's a tough call. It is. There's no definitive yes, Brock. Yes, Taker. You can go either way. I mean, could t- could Brock bounce back from it? Of course he could. Maybe, but. maybe because you got two revenge storylines. Like he obviously Brock caused Taker the streak, and then Taker caused Brock the title. Yeah, and then I've heard it pitched before by other people saying, "What if Brock wins again, and then Taker says, you know, all or nothing or double or nothing? Let's do WrestleMania. If I cannot win." You know, I'm out of here. A retirement but, match. But then he wins and he retires anywhere. Some I've heard that. I've heard people pitch that. That's such a tough, that is. tough thing to call. I'm going to take an easier question here on the Periscope. Yeah, let's. Will, <laughs> will Cena accept the challenge? Is he going to fight Seth Rollins? I think the answer is yes. Yes. We're talking about John Cena here. This guy will wrestle with anything. Anything. Uh, and I think yes. I, I think he will fight Seth Rollins. The, title for title. The fact that it's title for title is a little bit interesting to me in the sense that now this opens up a realm of where they could do a screwy finish. Not that not that I want to see that. I'm not a proponent of screwy finishes. I don't I I flat out I don't like them. Um but you know if they if they end Undertaker and Brock clean, which is gonna main event the show, then you could do a screwy finish here and drag it out to Night of Champions. Yeah, controversial decision. Yep. But I, 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 I'm going to stick to my guns on this. I predicted this about two weeks ago, right after Battleground, and I'm sticking to my guns on it. I believe that John Cena is going to get the title again, and I think he's likely going to hold it through WrestleMania. I think they want their biggest star with the title at WrestleMania in Dallas. You know, and they can build other matches around him and they can find the right opponent for him. But I think in their minds, if I'm just guessing, I mean, I don't know what they're thinking, but if I'm just guessing, I'm thinking they want John Cena, their biggest star, with the title going into Dallas. Who he fights, that's a mystery, but we can figure that out later. As long as you have Cena with the title, I think in their minds, they would feel like they have a big main event there. I know that's not popular with a lot of people, but I think that's probably the direction they're going to go. Now, also, then people ask, well, what about the U.S. title? That's a hell of a question because I've really enjoyed these U.S. Open challenges over the last yeah, couple too. of months. I think they've been stellar, and I just don't know what do you do with that title. I mean, maybe a tournament. Um, I'd still at one point like to see them maybe merge the U.S. and Intercontinental titles at some point and just have one you know, kind of mid-card champion. Right, because like they unified the World Heavyweight and WWE titles to have this one unified championship. Unified, since you're not doing two separate brands anymore, unify that title. And, you, you don't have separate tag team titles anymore. You have yeah. one set of tag titles. You ha- They need one solid mid-card title, and I'd prefer it to be the Intercontinental title. And, and don't even relegate <clears throat> the uh, IC title to be, and I think they should keep the IC, not the US, but don't even relegate it to being a mid-card title. Like if, if they could figure out how to make it mean something, I mean, if they just position it, like we talked about with the Divas at the start of the show, yeah, it's all in how you perceive the title. If they if they make people think it matters, then people will think it matters. If they treat it like who gives a crap, then nobody's going to care, just like uh, the King of the Ring, quite frankly. Right. Um, well, and you see, I, I mentioned this last week before I talked about this, and I mentioned this before, the, the IWGP titles that intercontinental title sometimes is more prestigious depending on who's holding it or what the story is it is more recognized than the heavyweight title yeah because they take it so seriously in japan and it's well respected they don't tar- they haven't tarnished its legacy well and look at ring of honor with the uh, jay lethal oh, yeah. the title i mean look at Killing how much it. stock he put up with that title oh he elevated that and now he's the double champion he's elevating both titles and he's he's doing Two or three fights a night. I mean, hey. Because he's defending. He told Nigel McGuinness, hey, I'm defending both titles. What are you going to do? It's, <laughs> he's it's, like, I will defend them both. I'm not giving one up. 
It's all it's all in how it's put out there, the perception. That's ultimately what matters. You tell people it matters and you treat it like it matters, and guess what? It matters. Yep. Um sure does. Speaking of which, you talked about the uh the uh, the uh New Japan a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's that G one coming along? Oh, it's awesome. They're right they're deep, deep and there's about two weeks left of the G one and I'm looking at the current standings right now and block A is very interesting. Ah, well. Because we got a five way tie for first with eight points. How do they figure that out? Oh god, that's so weird. Because each win gets two points. You oh, get two okay. points for a win and obviously none for a loss. Is uh Daniel Bryan going to wrestle again? Um Oh. Wow. Oh man, that's that's <laughs> That's a good questions. Anytime you got the stuff going on with the neck, man, I'm very nervous for him. I mean, he, yeah. he's a grown ass man. He can do whatever he wants with his life and his body. It's his choice. But for me, based on just the information that we know that's been made public, I would strongly consider all my options. And I would also uh, stop doing that top rope headbutt. Yeah, get rid of that. We had Bob Holly on our show at one point, and he said. That stuff needs to go a little bit, you know. Right. Oh, and then we talked to uh, Josh Alexander, the walking weapon, about his neck problems. Oh, my God. Yeah, he knows about that. He's all about it. That ended his career. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, I mean, yeah, of course I'd love to see him back. I just don't think, one, they're ever going to put him in a, in a big position again. And, well, secondly, they need to stop bringing him back right before the Rumble every year so right. whoever is supposed to win doesn't get booed out of the damn building, for crying out loud. Yeah, leave him out of the Rumble. Don't even mention him. Yeah. Don't even bring it up. Save him for the night after. <laughs> yeah. Could could he be a manager? Um, uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't, I don't know that it's in know. his character. I mean, what's he going to do? Yes. 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 I, I don't see. I don't see that. I, I, I cannot see him being a manager. I don't know. I could see him being one of these guys that does like PR and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Obviously, because he's you know he had the book out and everything else. Have, have you have you read the book? I have not. Have okay. you? No, I've not. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking about the audio book. I have terrible attention span, so. Yeah, because I think the last book I actually read cover to cover, it was an ebook, and it was Brian Alvarez's book, "The Death of WCW." Oh yeah, yeah. We had Brian on. Yep. Uh, that was another good episode. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, so with Brian, or, or Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, however you want to call him, I would strongly uh, consider examining all the options. But again, he's a grown man; he can do whatever he wants, flat out, point blank, period. Uh, we got about two or three minutes left. Anything else uh, from any of the events of this week stand out to you, Chris? Anything at all? No, I just been really <laughs> entrenched in the G one tournament. What about uh, what what about Triple A's Triple Mania? Are you gonna watch that this weekend? Uh Triple Mania, that's is that the show that's gonna be uh Alberto Del Rio and Rey Mysterio? Well they're not they're not fighting each other. It's gonna be uh that was, that Rey Mysterio was, and Mysticis. They're gonna fight in the main event. Mysticis, the former Sin Cara. Yeah. And then you've got uh where's the card? Hold on. Let's pull it up right here. Yeah. Triple Mania. They got some guys from uh, Lucha Underground that's going to be in there. Let's see here. Their website should be the first thing that pops up. It should be, not their Wikipedia showing old crap. <laughs> I know. I'm, look, I'm looking here at the... Uh, uh, let's see. Peace, Biggie. Got? Peace. There you go. Uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, yeah so Rey Mysterio. Uh, El, Patron, El, Patron, yeah, El Patron and Brian Cage. Yeah, we hair versus hair. Yeah. Blue Demon Jr. and Laparka versus Electric Shop and L Messias. I don't I don't want to I don't want to butcher the name. When is this? This is this Sunday, August 9th. It's gonna be on traditional pay-per-view, and I think you could do i pay-per-view as well. Um so you've got uh, I mean you've got uh, looks like six matches on the card. With it being six matches, I would imagine that they'll probably give these matches some good amount of time. So uh, make sure you guys uh, check that out. I'm thinking about maybe checking it out myself. Something different to watch. It's it's awesome variety. I think if you go on their iPay-Per-View website, it's uh, only costing 20 bucks. That's not bad. 
if you do traditional pay-per-view, it cost like 30 or 40 bucks. So it's a little bit higher there. But yeah, I agree. It's, it's hard to find. I don't know why it's not. I don't know. I didn't have it. I didn't have it in my notes. I just, I remember hearing an interview with Conan today. He did with uh, Melter. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was a great interview, but he's talking about, he was promoting this event. And I just thought, I'm like, oh my God, uh, Triple Mania this weekend. And you, Chris, for those of you that are new to our show, Chris is the resident kind of indie, Ring of Honor, New Japan. And I thought for sure that Chris would know something about Triple Mania. I had not paid attention to Triple Mania. The G1 has got all my attention. Well, there you go. There, there you have it, folks. That's Chris's excuse for the week. That is my excuse for this week. I'll have a different one next week. <laughs> tune, tune in. I love it. All right. Well, we're, guys, we're going to get the hell out of here. want to thank you guys uh, so much. Thank, thanks for the Periscope. And, yes, thank you for tuning in. More importantly, sir, uh, we're here every week, every Wednesday at 8 p.m. And if you missed any part of this show, it's real simple. You just go to WrestlingInformant.com. Or if you want to go right to the podcast, you can go to podcast.wrestlinginformant.com. You can catch this show, any of our archives, any of our other shows. WrestlingInformant247.com is a 24-hour internet radio stream that you can listen to on your phone. You can listen to it uh, anywhere. It's really awesome. So check it out. And coming up right after us, guys, is going to be Outside Interference with Wolfie D, PG-13, um, nation of uh, domination, all that good stuff. They say uh, right here, this Lawrence guy says, we know our stuff. Thank you. Yes. We appreciate that. We can't do the show without you guys, the viewers, the listeners. And with that, we're out of here. Thank you guys so much. We do appreciate your support, and we're going to get the hell out of here. You guys have yourself a good night at PW Informant on Twitter. Follow us. See ya. Wrestling Informant 24-7 WrestlingInformant.com